Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, Mad Max here from the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast. You know, the daily sports betting podcast that covers the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, UFC, boxing, horse racing, soccer, and more. And we want to recruit you, yes you, to be part of the DGEN community. You're probably asking yourself, how do I do that? Well, it's simple. Grab your smartphone, go to the App Store, download the DGENs app, register for the DGEN community, and hang out with us and all the other DGENs who talk sports betting every single day. It's simple, right? We look forward to having you around, and at the end of the day, we can all make some money, fools. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which means we are talking the National Football League Week 6. Max, what is up? It's, a, it's, it's my favorite day of the week. It really is. I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. This is, this is one thing that just takes the words out of my mouth, is talking the NFL, because I, I, there's so much to say that I can't even just formulate a thought. It's so exciting. I love talking the NFL. It's, it's definitely my favorite time of the year. Panther, what's up, man? Um, I love talking NFL, but we're going to have to dig deep because we got a lot of teams off, a couple teams playing Monday night, and um, some really shitty games <laughs> this week. So we'll be digging deep to bring you some betting nuggets. There you go. Rich, you got some nuggets? Yeah, I got them nuggets, all right. <laughs> they, uh, they're only shitty if you're on the wrong side of them, right? And then uh, in terms of the this time of year, it's in Chicago with windy. The leaves are starting to fall. Kind of cold outside, had to turn the heater on. So football might be one of my favorite things, but getting cold isn't. Yeah. He's ready He's ready to go down to Florida. Rich was even, even alluding to it. He's, he's, he's eyeing up Boca already. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm eyeing up some warm. Either there or Las Vegas. I like Las Vegas. It's, the, uh, it's New York. You have all the entertainment, at least when there's no COVID. Yeah, and but without the New Yorkers. Listen, if if we have a correspondent in Vegas, that, that, that that's the best, right? I mean, you know, you I, I fully support you going to Vegas, Rich. This is that would be degeneracy at its best. Yeah, well, that's definitely the that's my plan for retirement. <laughs> we've definitely uh we've we've tried to get Chris to buy a you know rich a house you know somewhere down in Florida. Or I guess we should talk about Las Vegas. Vegas, hey, baby. Listen, I think I think Chris could buy him a house in Kentucky, like a, a mansion in Kentucky. If, yeah. if, if that's if you're talking about horse racing, you just send Rich down to Kentucky, but you don't want to live in Kentucky. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I I know we probably have some people that listen to us in Kentucky. I've been in Kentucky quite a few times. It's a lovely state. All right. Well, that, that that's it. We've nailed an intro. Let's get to it. Um, we are looking at the Chicago Bears. Going to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers opened up minus three. They were like two and a half when we did the early line discussion. They're minus one now, maybe one and a half. Yeah, the Bears, of course, missed out on the Le'Veon Bell sweepstakes. Uh, could cost them in the long run this season. Short term, though, I, I still say they have a chance each week to eke out a win. Put up a very bloated win-loss percentage. Uh, push them into the playoffs. Uh, Nick Foles has been much better 
than Mitch Trubisky, but that's not saying much. He's still got problems there. And this winning in Chicago centers around their defense for sure. Uh, For Carolina, their run game has been solid, even without Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater has been a very consistent force for this Panthers team. Uh, Defense has been shaky. Uh, I think they, they, they've been playing a bit above where they should be um, very much bend, but not break on their defense. And sometimes when they break, it's the, the levees just falters and all the water comes rushing in. Uh, this game is, is really a coin flip to me. Uh, my numbers say Carolina, my gut says Chicago, the sharps are all over the bears here. I, I I just don't know what to do here. So I will lean Carolina. I will follow my numbers, but I can't bet this one. Yeah, this I, I kind of hinted at pre-show that maybe this is a Panther bet them all Sunday, but this is one of the games I really just don't have a very good vibe about it. Um, if you download, listen to every show, I've been an avid bears hater much the chagrin of max because he's got them on an overplay um this they're, they're the 2020 frauds they're not good their defense is stellar don't get me wrong the defense is stellar but you need that offense to put up 21 to 24 points a game and i just feel like it's a big ask for them carolina has not given up any sacks the last two games so that'll be very interesting with khalil mack and the crew if they can get to bridgewater um and carolina's three and oh straight up and against the spread their last three games so they're at home um the line's getting worse for them or better i should say it's getting better for them so i um i'm with max though on the lean part of it but i'm leaning the other way i'm gonna lean carolina yeah and make that three for three on the other way i lean carolina what, what do you mean? Other way, I leaned Carolina. I don't know what you're talking about, Panther. Well, you were talking. So I would. I was so high on your Bears overplay that I forget that you actually leaned against them this time. So, all right, I'm with Max. Too much agreement with Max. Well, maybe I'll I'll, I'll lean the other way just to, to even it out. I have this game is a coin flip, and just like you guys do, I think it's going to be close. Carolina does own the edge in just about everything, but yards allowed. But that's probably more a level of who they've played. I don't know. The Bears haven't played a very strong schedule either. So I, I'm from Chicago. Don't really like the Bears, but I'm just going to lean them anyway. Lean the gimmicks. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm going to lean Carolina here. I, I can tell you with absolute certainty that either Carolina covers or Chicago covers. I'm just not sure which one. I'm going to lean Carolina here. And the Bears are not frauds. To be proper frauds, to be true proper frauds, they have to be jerking you off on ESPN like they would they would Green Bay or uh, that little team in Seattle. Well, those two teams have actually um, quarterbacks who are actually on MVP conversations. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Who cares? Like, I mean, you're looking at Seattle and and all the flaws that they have and and how they've won their games. I I can't I can't say that there's a tremendous amount of more fraudulence coming out of Chicago than out of Seattle. They they, they really you, you remove Russell Wilson from there. They're a winless team. Well, you don't remove Russell Wilson, so that's the point. And Seattle would be 10-0 and if they played 10 times against the Bears. Remove Russell Wilson. They're a winless team. You put in Mitch Trubisky, they're still winning in Chicago, surprisingly. Well, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of confused myself. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard him say. Really? Well, we can put a pin in it right here and talk about it because it makes sense to me. If I'm Mitch saying, Trubisky well, yeah. is playing, if Mitch Trubisky is playing in Seattle, they don't have a win. 
the Bears at least are winning despite the, you know Mitch Trubisky. Well, that I makes sense. Nick Foles is playing now. Well, really, okay. If the okay, well, if Seattle There's has Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, if if they have both those quarterbacks, Seattle hasn't won a game. Probably not, but you, yeah, you don't know that for sure. I know. I would never. I would never. That's that, that's horrible. That's dumb. Why is it really? dumb? Because because the Bears are no fucking talent. It's Allen Robinson and a bunch of shit. They don't so they're not games. frauds. They're, they're playing nothing. above their heads. They're yeah, they're playing a weak schedule and way above their heads. I think it's the defense. The defense keeps the games close. That's what they are. And I think part of your coaching staff's duty is to know who you are. So the Bears try to control the ball, try to keep their defense um, games tight, and then make a play at the end of the game. That's that's their whole game plan. And the fact that they're executing it just tells you it's decent coaching. It's, it's a tip of the hat to the Bears to be where they are with what they've got. It's not sustainable. Okay. I think that's my point. It's I don't not think Seattle's sustainable. sustainable either. But everybody they're thinks they Seattle sustainable. Yeah. Look what they did last week. Who cares? Look what they did last week against Minnesota. You're saying that's sustainable. Them winning 40 to 32. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a sustainable that they're going to see Mike Zimmer do stupid stuff yeah. every week. I mean, he should have kicked that field goal and then made them go score a touchdown and convert to. That's just really dumb. Right. So, yeah, if they're going to face coaches that do stuff that's dumb from week to week, then it is sustainable. And it, based upon what I've seen a lot of coaches do this year, it probably is sustainable. Okay. And, listen, and, and, and we saw it in Dallas last week. People's ankles aren't always going to hold up. Russell Wilson goes down. That team is done. There you go. Well, then they can trade for Trubisky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. And then maybe they'll still win a game. Maybe. Yep. All right. We will go to game two. We're off to a rock and start. I'm loving this. Detroit is going to Jacksonville. Uh, Detroit opened up minus three. They are. Do we even do the total in Chicago? I got no, so sidetracked. We, we, we got to go back to the total. Go back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, total in this one's 44 and a half. <laughs> I, I got it as an under. I got it as about 43 points All right. in total. Well, if the Bears actually do anything with that offense, they got, like I said, they've got to get 21 to 24 um, to get any wins. So I, I think this game has to go over. Like if they get to 21 or 24, it's going to be an over game. So I'll lean me over. I have them scoring combining for 42. So it's not enough for me to bet, but I'll lean the under. I'm kind of thinking this is an underplay too. All right, now we can move on. Detroit and Jacksonville. Detroit opened up minus three. They are minus three now. Maybe three and a half. Yeah, so uh, it's a battle of some juggernauts here, right? I mean, if all goes well, one of these teams will end up with their second win of the season. Uh, If I had to put my trust in either Matt Patricia or the stash... I think you guys know where my allegiance lies. Uh, Gardner Minshew has dropped off a bit the last few weeks, but he gets the pleasure of taking on a very lackluster Detroit defense. And a lot of that has to do with uh, Minshew's pocket play uh, with pressure, without pressure. His numbers absolutely plummet when teams get pressure on him. Detroit does not really get pressure on quarterbacks, so I think he should be left alone for most of the day. I'm expecting him to have a game like he did earlier in the season uh, where, where he looked really, really solid. This is, this is, this is one of the few money line plays that I, I could actually see today. Uh, I like Jacksonville winning this one. 
but I'm just going to take the points and bet the Jaguars. There's probably every reason to bet Jacksonville. Um, Robinson should finally get 20-plus carries. Jay Gruden's acknowledged that they haven't given him the ball enough, um, and, and he's done well when he's carried the ball. And to support that line, the Lions are giving up a league-worst 170 yards per game on the ground. So I expect Robinson to have a big day. Conversely, Detroit's coming off a bye. They're 7-1 and one against the spread, coming off a bye since 2012 whatever that's worth with a different coach, different team, everything since <laughs> 2012. Um, but both defenses are horrible. They're, they're giving up 420 yards per game each, 30 points per game each. So I expect a lot of points, a lot of passing, a lot of scoring. Um, but coming off that bye, I'm going to give a slight nod to Detroit. This is going to be one of those leans for me. I'm going to lean Detroit. I think the um, the difference in this game is going to be Kenny Galladay is back healthy, and that's Matthew Stafford's number one target. I, I, I don't really have my, – my numbers are too close to bet uh, on this, but I'm going to lean Detroit. I think they're the better team, and at only three, I, I, I can see this game coming down to Detroit having the ball last, kicking a field goal, and kind of pushing. Can anyone imagine preseason saying, I think Detroit is a better team than Jacksonville? I think they are. That's hilarious how how bad Detroit is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bet Jacksonville plus the three. I think Max is right. I, I said in the early line show, this is probably a money line play if you have some real balls. I don't have real balls. So I'm going to bet Jacksonville plus the three. The total in this one is 54 and a half up, shockingly enough, from 52 and a half. <sighs> I don't know what the hell people are thinking. Uh, put, putting money on this over. Uh, I, I have this well under. I've got this at forty nine points, so I, I have got five five or so points to to wiggle with here. So uh, yeah, this this is an underplay for me for sure. Uh, I can't go against my stats. So the stats say neither one of them have shit for defense. So I don't know if the punters can take the days off. I think this is an over. <laughs> at uh, fifty two and a half, I'm a slight over on the lean. At the current number, I'm a slight under on the lean. So 54 and a half is a slight under for me. All right. I'm going to go the under here as well. I, I like Max. I don't see this hitting 54. I'm not even sniffing it. All right. Here we go. Atlanta versus Rich's favorite coach at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota opened up minus three and a half. They're minus four pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I mentioned it earlier. Minnesota should have beat the Seahawks last week. Their play the last few weeks has to give them hope that they can turn things around here and they, they get to play a winless Falcons team that has major issues with defense. They just fired their coach, just fired their GM, so they could have that post-coach bump that we talk about. I just don't expect it to be a big bump. Falcons offense has been what it is, but that defense, I, I don't see it making strides even without Dan Quinn there. It could be even worse without Dan Quinn there. I think it's primed to be taken to the woodshed by the Vikings this week. I think Minnesota's biggest thing that they need to do, though, is to remain patient. Just because you can throw against the Falcons doesn't mean you should force Kirk Cousins to throw against the Falcons here. Run the ball, air it out when you need to, let the opportunities come up as they do, don't force anything. Minnesota should win this one. The The biggest question mark here, I think, for Atlanta, other than that post-coach bump, is Julio Jones. Don't know if he's ready to play. Don't know how, what his condition is, is at right now. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my spreadsheet here. 
My spreadsheet says to take Atlanta, uh, but this is this is one where I'm fading myself here. Uh, money's all over Minnesota here. I do expect them to win. I do expect them to cover. Uh, I'll follow my numbers and I'll still lean Atlanta here, but I really wanted to just like fudge my numbers somehow and, and take Minnesota because that, that seems like the play, but I will lean Atlanta. All right. This is one of the games that uh, Rich and I covered pretty um, – I'm having a brain fart. We covered it a lot, let's say, <laughs> yesterday in the uh, the fantasy show. Um, a lot of points going to be scored here. Uh, interestingly enough, both of us kind of were on the Matt Ryan train because of Minnesota's bad defense. But Matt Ryan's only thrown one touchdown in his last three games combined. So the offense has not been clicking on all cylinders. Uh, even though Calvin Ridley's had four 100-yard games, uh, tops in the NFL. Minnesota's 23-10-1 and 10 and 1 against the spread at home the last five seasons. So we, we've kind of known that Minnesota's better than their 1-4 record, and I kind of felt like this team was going to get off the schneid, and I think they will. Uh, Dalvin Cook's not going to play. I expect Alexander Madison to not have any trouble filling in, just like he did against Seattle. Uh, I can't get behind Atlanta. Dan Quinn, no Dan Quinn. It doesn't matter. Uh, I like Minnesota way more than the four points, so I'll bet this one. All right. I think both of these teams are probably better than their records show. Um, Julio Jones, from what I read online, was that he's been taken off the injury report. He's good to go. Uh, He's going to play, and he should be without limitations. I don't really trust either defense on either side of this – uh, on either side of this equation to really stick my flag in the ground and say, I for sure going to take one. My system is a lot like um, Mr. Max. It says to lean Atlanta. I am going to fade myself and Ooh. I'm going to lead uh, lean Minnesota. All right. Well, just like Max, again, my sheet says take Atlanta. So I'll do it. I'm going to bet Atlanta plus the three and a half. I'm going to hunt for a four. Yeah, I can get a four. Yeah, I can get a four. Shit, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, I'll take Atlanta plus the four. All right. The total in this one is 56 and a half, but it's or 54 down from 56 and a half, I should say. Um, surprisingly, still got this under. I know both teams can put up points and both teams should put up points, but I have this at 52 is where hmm. this lies for me. So uh, it's it's an under for me. Uh, I need both teams to get 27 points. I think it's very doable. It, not just because they have explosive offenses, but it's two of the worst defenses in the league um, and through the first five games. So I like the over. Yeah, I think the, this game goes over. I have them scoring at least 57, so I'm going to bet the over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the over here as well, too. I've got this going not a lot, but just enough, just enough to trigger it. So it is going over. All right, Houston, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee opened up minus three and a half. They are minus three and a half. Maybe there was a little bump down to three, it looks like. Yeah, speaking of a bump, the Texans, of course, had that post-coach bump last week, and now they need to see if they can live up to their potential against uh, their divisional roadblock. Uh, Technically speaking, the Texans need to jump over the Colts and the Titans, but it is Tennessee, especially after their beatdown of the Bills on Tuesday, that Houston needs to jump over if they have any hope of getting that division title. Houston looked impressive last week against the Jaguars. <laughs> but the drop-off <laughs> drop between Jacksonville and Tennessee is substantial. Uh, Jadavian Clowney has been a nice difference maker for the Titans and a weapon that the Texans should be all too familiar with. Uh, but other than him, the Titans' defense is just 
average. They can be run on, especially. Uh, they can be thrown on in in you know key opportunities. Uh, so I expect both teams to focus in on the run, and then pick their spots of when Tannehill and Watson uh, are are going to throw the ball. I, they should still both throw for four hundred yards. I, I'm just saying that that the, it's going to be run first, and then big big chunks of yardage in the air after that. Uh, my calculations say the Titans should win this one easily. I'm just not ready to jump on this Tennessee bandwagon here. I also think Houston's on an uptick, so my metrics are probably off about Houston right now. I will lean the Titans here, but again, without Bill O'Brien in that picture, I'm almost almost ready to throw out like the first few games of the season for 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 Houston and just start from last week. You may have to. Yeah. This isn't the first time that Houston's gotten off to a really bad start. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. They started off 0-4 before they made their little run and made the playoffs. So um, they've been here before. It's not too big of an ask for them. Tennessee's 11-3, and averaging 30 points per game since Tannehill started. It, it feels like he's been there for three or four years, but he just started last year, <laughs> uh, took over that job. So um, a lot of success with Tannehill under center. But conversely, Tennessee's 3-11 and with less than six days rest. And we remember they just played on Tuesday. So a short week for them to get back on the schneid and uh, put that thing together. Um, Watson is actually on pace for career highs in touchdowns and yards, and that's without Hopkins. We had a, finally had a Brandon Cook sighting last week, uh, 12 catches, 180 yards. And with Will Fuller and occasional – you know, tidbits of Randall Cobb, they've got a pretty decent passing game. Not sure if I'm still on that David Johnson train yet, but um, look, I, I like Houston here. I think they can, if they don't win the game outright, I think they can at least cover it. So I'm, I'm going to bet Houston. Bill O'Brien might be gone, but the team he built, he left behind. <laughs> the only thing that, um, there's two things that Houston so far this season has done better than Tennessee, and that's let up yards and commit more penalties. I, I think this one, you know, I'm going to trust what the computer says on this one. This one should be a layup. Tennessee's the better team. I'm going to bet Tennessee. And, you know, and having six, you know, less than a week's rest, they had, what, two, two and a half weeks off before that? So they shouldn't be tired. I'm going to definitely bet Tennessee. Yeah. Your whole fantasy week revolves around Tennessee. So <laughs> you got to bet them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bet Tennessee as well. I think just like Rich's numbers, just like Max's numbers, I, it looks like Tennessee should handle this one without too much of a sweat. So, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bet Tennessee. The uh, total in this one is 53 and a half down from 55. I, I have this right at 53. Like I, my, my number says 53, so it's a slight under for me, but it's, it's right there. I think, I think Vegas uh, got, got the second line. Correct. Uh, they adjusted after that first line. Um, like just like the last game, kind of need both teams to score around twenty-seven points. I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of them got into the low to mid thirties. So I, I think it's an over. I have it slightly under by one and a half points, so fifty-two points. So I'm going to lean the under. Yeah, it's a it's a lean for me on the over, just barely. So phew, this one, this one's close. I, I don't know if I would actually bet this one <laughs> under any circumstances. I'd leave that one alone. All right. Next up, we got the Washington football club going to New Jersey, 10 minutes away from Max's house. <laughs> uh, the Giants opened up minus, you know, like about three and a half. It's 
two and a half now. Or, th- or actually, shit, most of them have it still at three. Yeah, if, if you're either team here, you got to realize that the NFC East is still up for grabs. <laughs> I mean, the injury to Dak Prescott last week, and as bad as Dallas's defense, means that the expected divisional winner is not a guarantee here. Looking at these two teams, with Alex Smith at QB and that defense, I would eye up Washington to make a run here. However... It seems like Kyle Allen will be the starter if he's healthy. So I think that goes out the window. So let's look at the Giants. Uh, Despite their losses, New York has been competitive the last few weeks. I think the main issue, and it's been there, it's plaguing them uh, the the last few years, is their offensive line. It just, Jones gets so much pressure on him. He, he buckles under pressure. He tosses the ball away. He fumbles. he, 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 he throws interceptions when that happens. And this is absolutely something that Washington can exploit. So here's another game that you might want to circle for a money line. I'll take the points here, though, and bet the Washington football club. Hmm. That's interesting. Like, almost shocking. Um, Washington coming off of a 108-yard total offensive performance last week. I can't get past that. Um, their point production has progressively gone down. They scored 20 against the Browns, 17 against the Ravens, 10 against the Rams, and then they in, only had that 108 yards. Um, what, what are those three, what are, can you rename those three teams real quick for me? Browns, Ravens, Rams. Oh, okay. Wow. What do those three teams have in common? They're all in the NFL and play football. Okay, all right. No, not that they have, <laughs> good, defense. not, not, not that they have good defenses. No. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Giants have the league's worst rushing um, offense at 79 yards per game. Washington's second at 81 yards per game. So I wouldn't expect any rushing at all. Probably a lot of throwing. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Alex Smith again. Um, But both these teams are absolutely horrible. Daniel Jones has two touchdowns and five interceptions on the season. If they had anybody to go to, they'd probably bench him. But um, this is a I hope I don't get stuck with this game over here in Indiana. <laughs> um, I'm going to lean the Giants minus the three. And this is Washington and New York. I feel like we spent too much time on this game. I'm leaning the Redskins. The numbers say for me to bet Washington, I, but I'm going to lean them. I just don't trust them enough to, to pull the trigger there. So just a, just a lean for me. The total in this one is 43. We'll call it down from 44 and a half. Oh, that's a clear under. I got this at 37 points. Mm. This this ain't going over. 37 might be high. I'm under as well. I got them at 21 to 21, so it's a push for me. I'm just slightly, slightly under. Slightly under. Okay. All right. Moving. That would be the best yep. thing for this game for it to end in a tie. It could. Mm-hmm. Like, really? How about you? Do you get anything on the, on the total, Arch? Oh, under. Under play. Yeah. It's not a game. I'm not interested in the total, though. <laughs> All right, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Next up, we got Steelers, who are boy. It's it's split down the middle. Minus four, we'll call them. It's a divisional game, which hopefully means it should be a close and well fought one for Cleveland. The big questions, and there's actually quite a few questions. The the big one is: Can their offensive line hold up against the Steelers' pass rush? Uh, another question is: Is the significance of OB, OBJ's illness, and then um, you know, can can Baker Mayfield continue his solid play uh, as of late? Uh, I think the offensive line is the central key to it all. Um, the Eagles have a fairly good offensive line, 
and the Steelers just cut through them last week like a hot knife through butter. I would probably rank Cleveland's offensive line as, if not the best, or one of the best in the league. Uh, especially lately, they've been really gelling, getting things together. It's allowed them to run the ball. It has given Baker Mayfield enough time to throw the ball. So if if they can hold off that blitz-heavy uh, Steelers uh, uh, defense, then uh, you know they they have a chance here. And and the, on the opposite side, I think Big Ben is due for a stinker, maybe an injury. I'm guessing he won't get a helmet swung at his head this week. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it was going to happen in Big Ben's career, you'd have imagine that if it happened already, right? I mean, <laughs> Big Ben has been in the league for a while. If someone was going to swing a helmet at his head, it probably would have happened already. Uh, the money is all over the Steelers here, so my numbers say to take Cleveland. I want to take Cleveland. I like Cleveland here. I can only lean them. Uh, that money is scaring me off. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland, they're, they're kind of a head scratcher. They're, they've scored 37.5 points per game since that opening week loss to the Ravens. Mayfield's thrown two touchdowns at each of those four wins. Um, but as Max likes to go through the schedule, Bengals, potato skins, Cowboys, Colts, not overwhelming competition that they've scored on. That The 32 against the Colts actually is pretty impressive since they're the default number one defense in the league. Pittsburgh, um, they, they've been impressive all season. They got that little um, unscheduled bye week, if you will. But um, OBJ is still not practicing for the Browns. He's doing better. He tested negative, so it's um, we'll, we'll see if he plays. Uh, but, look, it's just hard for me to get away from Pittsburgh at home with that defense. And then, you know, like Rich and I talked in the fantasy show, Chase Claypool. I think Roethlisberger might have a new favorite wide receiver because this kid, whether he's running the ball or catching it in the corner of the end zone, um, nobody can seem to to guard him. So uh, I'm going to bet the Steelers here. The injuries, I think, in this game are going to be a big part. OBJ, I think he's tested negative twice, so he's capable of playing. Um, It depends on how healthy he really is. And then Jarvis Landry's also injured and really hasn't been practiced. So you got the two main passing weapons out. I guess everything's going to be funneled to Austin Hooper. You also have uh, Nick Chubb out. There's a lot of injuries on the Cleveland side of the ball. And these are not just – these are important players. At some point, that's going to catch up to the offense that's been putting up a lot of points. The Cowboys' defense won't be on the field. My system says to lean Cleveland, but with all of these injuries, I'm going to fade myself again and lead the Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to lean Cleveland here. Divisional game, I'd like them to catch a little bit more points, but, you know, you know, you know whatever. I'm going to lean Cleveland here, uh, plus the four. Uh, the total in this one is 51. Uh, I have this one going over. I have this at 56, hmm. so this, this is a clear over for me. Uh, I like this one. Um I've got some overs coming up, but I think this is probably the the second best over of the day for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, as I had mentioned before, Cleveland's averaging almost 38 points per game. All four of Cleveland wins have gone over their total. So um, Pittsburgh and Cleveland can both light up the scoreboard. I definitely like the over here. <clears throat> May I make it three for three? I like the over here, too. I have uh, them scoring 54. That's enough for me, so I'll, I'll bet the over. Oh, my God. I'm going under. <laughs> Uh, I'm on an island. Welcome to the winner. Yeah, there you go. I got this one going slightly, slightly under. We're talking like, you know, maybe, you know, 
uh, three tenths of a point. So I consider that an over. Then I, I don't know. There you go. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> it's Max, close enough. <laughs> Max just line item vetoed me. All right. <laughs> Next up, we've got Baltimore going to Philadelphia. Um, the Ravens opened up, or the yeah, the Ravens opened up minus seven and a half. They're minus ten at Pinnacle. They're minus nine and a half at a few other books. So kind of take your pick. Yeah, you remember last week when Carson Wentz faced a heavy dose of the Steelers blitzing? Well, lucky for him, he just gets the Ravens this week. <laughs> uh, they only blitz almost as much as Pittsburgh. The Steelers blitz rate on the season, if you guys didn't know, is fifty percent. The Ravens, 48%. Last week, though, that went up to 59%. So the Ravens can be blitz happy. Uh, I think Wentz still managed to have one of his better games of the season. But if you look at his numbers last week, it's split pretty much 50-50. Is when he was under pressure, plummeted. When he wasn't under pressure, he was able to move the ball. So for him, he just needs to limit turnovers. If Philly has any chance of covering i don't think they have any chance of winning this one i think the ravens feast on inferior teams this is this is setting up to be another bloodbath here it's it's too much for me i will lean philly here i do believe that wentz can do enough to keep it within nine but i mean barely this eagles team i i thought they'd be better than this. I don't think I thought they'd be good, but I thought they'd be better than this. They've definitely been hurt by injury at wide receiver. They haven't had Alshon Jeffrey, haven't had Deshaun Jackson, haven't had Jalen Rieger. Uh, Miles Sanders started the season injured. Uh, he had a great game last week against Pittsburgh. But when you, you look at who they played and what they've done, um, they tied the Bengals. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they beat a really bad 49ers team to be blunt about it. Um, Carson Wentz, though, nine picks. And it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to get 
any better. They might be looking for a new quarterback in next year's draft. Lamar is 8-0 outright and 6-0-2 against the spread when Baltimore is a road favorite. Um, they're a road favorite here. I think 7-7.5, seven, seven wherever we're at, is not enough. I think this is a two-touchdown win at least. So I'm going to bet Baltimore. Yeah, I think home dogs getting 10 points, that's a lot of points in the NFL. I do think that the Ravens are going to win this game. But you see them get ahead, and then they throttle things down. Harbaugh is not the kind of guy who does like uh, the Nick Saban and just runs up the scores in the NFL. I can see the Eagles backdoor covering on this. I'm just going to slightly, slightly, ever so slightly lean the Ravens. Oh, you're – goddamn, man. You set me up one way. You zig and zag. I couldn't keep up with you. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean the Eagles here. It's a lot of points, 10 points. I think Rich is right. I'd, I'd be terrified of the backdoor cover. Baltimore will be up 21 and a half, and maybe the Eagles can chip away at it. But it's just a lean for me on the Eagles. All right, the total in this one is 46. Let's call it 46 and a half, down from 48 and a half. I have this as another over. Uh, I have this at 53, so it's 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 over for me. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends on how defensive Baltimore is. And I just, man, Philadelphia is going to have to score a lot to keep up with Baltimore's offense. I think I'm going to lean me over here. I have it one point over. So if the line moves at all one way or the other, I'm just going to lean. But I can see this game playing out a lot like the Cincinnati game last week where – Baltimore gets to a lead. Their defense just kind of hold Philly in check, and then two teams are just playing out the second half. So I'm just going to slightly lean the over. Yeah, for me, it's an overplay as well. All right. Cincinnati going to Indianapolis. Colts opened up minus 9.5. They're minus 8 at Pinnacle, but like Bet365 has got them minus 7. Make sense of all this, Max. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to try to bounce back from his first truly bad game of the season. But he's going to face a Colts defense. I think that uh, it's not going to make it easy, but it's it's much different from the style he got from the Ravens uh, last week. I think I mentioned to you, you know, the Ravens, they blitzed the second most amount in the league, um, and they did 11% more last week than they typically do. So their blitz rate was was 59% last week against Burrow. The Colts, on the other hand, they rarely blitz. I mean, they do get pressure. Uh, I think their their front four is enough to even get some pressure. It should mean that uh, this week, though, Burrow will have some time to move the ball. I don't expect big plays because that that's kind of what the the Colts do. They try to shut down the big plays, but um, I do expect him to to be a little bit more comfortable. It could lead to some third and longs. It could some extra time on the field from the Cincinnati punter for sure. Uh, but I, I do think he's going to have a bounce back game as a result of not being under pressure so much uh, for the Colts. I, I'll, I'll take the hit. If you guys want to give me the hit here, I think their main problem is, is Phillip rivers. I, I honestly think that this team would be much better <laughs> without Phillip rivers as their quarterback. Uh, not to say you could put Mitch Trubisky in there and they would win, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's such a liability. I think he puts too much faith in the defense to bail him out. He still makes those boneheaded plays. He, he puts them in bad field position. He turns the ball over. Um, I, I still think the, the Colts get the win this week. I just don't think they cover. I, I'm going to, once again, bet the Bengals. I bet them last week, and they burned me. So if they burn me again this week, maybe I'll, I'll be off them for a while. But I, I do like the Bengals to uh, with the eight. I'll take the eight. 
Yeah, Rivers, to to your point, you're not going to get any um, resistance from me. He's thrown four touchdowns all season uh, in five games. And I I get the Colts games here all the time. I'm telling you, man, I've watched this guy since he was at NC State. I don't know how he's in the NFL with that throwing motion. It's like the worst throwing motion ever. Um, But I digress. Cincinnati still has the same problem we've had all season. They can't keep Joe Burrow upright. He's been sacked 22 times, league high. Um, so the Colts are going to put a lot of pressure on him. He's going to be running for his life as usual. Probably have to go the quick passes, quick slants. They can't really go down the field. Um, there's a chance A.J. Green will be ready for this game. He was slightly banged up last game, but he's kind of been a non-factor all season. Um, so we'll see. It's been T.J. Boyd and uh, T. Higgins, the rookie, has really stepped up. Joe Mixon is on pace for 384 touches, tops in the league, um, which is remarkable because usually it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> so uh, he, he's getting a lot of love um, from that Bengals offense. And then lastly, Indianapolis is 6-3 and three against the spread at home since last season. But I'm actually with Max here. I don't really like the Colts. I, I like their defense. We just can't trust Rivers in that offense. So I'm going to bet Cincinnati with those points. The hook is the difference for me. It's seven and a half. I have the Bengals covering that by 0.3. So it can't really happen. I'm just going to slightly lean Cincinnati. I think if the game were to go to seven, I'd probably take the Colts and hope that they can go by it. But I'm going to just lean Cincinnati with the hook. I can get you seven. I can get you eight right now. Why? No, I don't want eight. I would rather have the Colts. I think the Colts win the game, and I just don't know by the margin. Based upon the line and the way Magic XL does things, I have Cincinnati just by the slightest edges covering. So I would want the Colts at seven or six and a half because they are going to win the game. I just not confident enough that they'll go past that seven. Okay. Yeah, this is this was the one I was really going back and forth on. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow Max and Panther and bet the Bungles plus the eight. Let's, and let's hope Rich's magic Excel sheet is right, that it's, you know, <laughs> it's closer to six and a half. Uh, the total in this one opened at 46. It is 46. I got, I got this game going at 43. Mm. So it's, it's a nice under for me. Yeah, even just even it out at seven points, you've got it at roughly 26 to 19 getting the Colts to 26 points. <laughs> I just don't know if you can trust them any week to get there. So uh, I'm, I'm with Max. I think it's an underplay. I have them scoring 40 combined, so I'm going to bet the under. There you go. It's a French kiss of under death. I like it. It's going under as well. All right. Next up, this is probably the game of the week. Maybe uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. The uh, Packers opened up minus one and a half, and it's minus one, or maybe even a pick'em now. Yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers is up there in MVP talks uh, so far this season. The Green Bay frauds certainly have a lot of wins to show for his solid play, and they will have a lot of regular season wins once again to show for it. Now he gets his chance for a quote unquote signature win. Because he gets Tom Brady, right? And, and beating the Bucks, even though the Bucks aren't, I would say, one of the more you know scary teams in the league. They they do have talent. They've got Tom Brady. Uh, they've got a plus twenty seven point differential on the season. So I mean, they are trending uh, upwards. But there's still something about this Bucks team that I just doesn't make me feel confident in them. Um, their defense has been pretty good lately. It's going to be interesting to see if they can slow down Rodgers and this Packers offense at all. 
looking at my numbers, man, I have Green Bay running away with this one. <laughs> like tremendously running away with this one. And there's nothing there. I'm seeing nothing with the money, nothing with nothing that's scaring me off here. Um, everything seems to be lining right for me to once again back Rogers and the frauds. So I will bet the <laughs> Packers here. You can hear it in his voice. He hates it so much to bet on Green Bay. Um, Vita Vey, the 350 pound defensive lineman, is out. That's probably good news for Green Bay as they want to try and go against the league's best rushing defense with Aaron Jones. Um, Tampa Bay is looking to get Godwin and Fournette back. Maybe one of the things you know that that Brady's been dealing with is injuries. Um, they lost OJ Howard. Uh, Gronkowski hasn't really been a factor. They can't find their running back rotation correct. Um, LaShawn McCoy has been a complete non-factor. So Tampa Bay's success has actually probably been more of a product of their defense than. Tom Brady and that offense and that defense is really going to have to step up because Green Bay has four straight games of 30 plus points and get this zero turnovers none zip Green Bay's 4-0 against the spread they're only given a point and a half I'm with Max I can't get away from this game I'm betting Green Bay well if it's a pick definitely I'm betting Green Bay I'm betting Green Bay even at minus one Tom Brady is going to get uh, Chris Godwin back, and that seemed like the guy that he had the most chemistry with before he went down with the head and the, and the hamstring and and everything else. But I just don't think that the um, Green Bay – I just don't think Tampa Bay matches up very well against Green Bay and this team simply because of what Panther said. They don't turn the ball over. You, have, you actually have to go out and beat them. They don't, let, they don't beat themselves. And if you have to go out and beat them – and Green Bay is the better team. I don't think they'll be able to do it. I'm going to also bet the Packers. Wow. we got a French kiss of death on the Packers here. It shocked me when I ran the numbers that this was going to be That's the biggest. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be the biggest beatdown in the NFL this week, according uh, to this. It's I like, can't believe it. I was shocked. Green Bay wins supposedly incredibly easy. So, yeah, we're taking our undefeated record on the French kiss of death, you know, and, and applying it here. <laughs> All right, 51 and a half is where the total opened. It shot up to 55, and even Heritage just got it at 55 and a half. I can't remember. It was a couple of games ago. I think it was the Ravens-Eagles, I said, it was probably one of my biggest overs. This this, this is my absolutely my biggest over. I have this at 61, <laughs> so I have this going over by six. So I think this number is going to keep climbing. I, when I last checked on this, too, even at 55, the money kept pouring in on the over. I can still see this over climbing. So if you like the over, jump on it. If you like the under, just wait. You'll get more. Yeah, this is the product of today's modern NFL. Um, this is probably two of your better defenses, and it's still going to go over. Like the Packers are going to have their fifth straight game of 30-plus points. The Buccaneers only got to get to 21 or 24 just to um, – to help get that to the over, and I and I think they do that. So yeah, I'm with the, with you. It's an overplay. Help, help me understand that math. Thirty plus twenty one is more than fifty five. <laughs> I said over thirty. I think the Packers will be at thirty five. I have them. Uh, I have the game thirty for Green Bay, twenty four for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That puts them at fifty four. It's at fifty five. So just the slightest of unders. I'm gonna I'm gonna shade the over here. I do think it gets over that. And, you know, Panther said that they're two of the better defenses. No, they play in the NFC. There's nobody in the NFC that can touch an AFC defense right now. Not even close. Oh, not even the Rams? Uh, let's see here. 
Rams are close. Yeah, Rams would be like mid-grade Kansas City Chiefs defense. I'm just kind of curious. The the Rams have played one AFC team and gave up 35 points. Is that the same Kansas City team that just gave up like almost 50 to, to Chucky? Right, and they would be one of the best defenses in the NFC. <laughs> Panther, is uh, sure, and it's also the team that had eight sacks last week. Yeah. So Washington, that's where we're going. Oh, listen! I mean, you—you you, you, you like this whole thing where you talk about like uh, you know the, 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 these these teams, you know, not scoring points against great defenses. So, yeah, might as well just scoreboard. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, we're gonna look at a, a weird scoreboard in this one. Rams, San Francisco. Rams opened up minus three, and they are minus three. Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest question for the Rams is if Jared Goff can continue to be successful. It does look like in the offseason, McVay hit the little reboot button on Goff bot, <laughs> and he's back to the form he was two years ago. Um, I will add to the mix what I call a devastating Rams defense. I think they could have a chance to make a playoff push if if Goff can continue what he's been doing. Uh, it could be at the expense of this 49ers team. They're just dealing with injuries. Uh, I will s- say uncertainty at quarterback. I-, I think it would be easy to jump on L.A. here after San Francisco was humili- humiliated by Miami last week and, and after what the Rams did to, um, yes, that subpar Washington team last week. But you have to think that the San Francisco secondary just got chewed out this entire week <laughs> for what they let Fitzpatrick do to them. So I think they're going to be more focused this week. I, I like the Rams. I can't quite get there, though. I will lean L.A. It's I, I do have them winning this one, but I, I think it's on the road, minus three. I, I, don't, I don't love it. I, I will lean my Rams. You've got them winning by more than three. Oh. God, I have got I them know, winning I know. so much more than three, but I just I, I can't be that guy that's like, oh well, the Niners just got beaten by the Dolphins. You know? <laughs> Look, I, I don't want to take anything away from the Rams because I do like them, but they're in first place in the NFC East, four zero. Um, so the schedule makers have really been on their side, and they get another free pass here with the 49ers, who also have done well against the NFC East because their only two wins come in New York against the Jets and the Giants. So, look, this 49ers team is in complete disarray on both sides of the ball. Um, I feel bad. I I would hate to be a Rams fan, and I I mean this in in this sense. Jared Goff has got to be the most scrutinized quarterback I've ever seen. When, When he has a bad game, they hate him. When he has a good game, they love him. And Goff has actually been really good this year. He's had a 70% completion rate uh, in his last three straight games. So I'm a believer in golf. I liked him coming out of college. I kind of hate that he takes the beating that he does sometimes because I think he is a legit NFL quarterback. Um, San Francisco's 0-3 at home, 0-3 against the spread. I I just – man, this Niners team, we thought they would fall off, but they they just – they look like crap. So I've got the Rams in a win. I got them in a bit. This is a route. I'm betting the Rams. Before we get to Rich, uh, you, why why the Rams feel fans feel this way is I will say one name who did this to us consistently. <laughs> Sam Bradford had all the talent in the world, had that big fucking contract, would show up and be awesome one week, and then be Sam Bradford for the rest of the season. So yes. We have been burned recently. And then if you want to look at some other quarterbacks we've had, we can talk about Kellen Clemens. 
Mm. We can talk about Nick Foles. We can talk about Case Keenum, Sean Hill. So I'm sorry if, if, if as a Rams fan, I'm still not quite certain that we have our quarterback of the future in Jared Goff. Just get your Kurt Warner back and everybody will be happy. I would listen. I would throw a party. I, how old is he? <laughs> 45. I'll take him back. Absolutely. Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. Rich, what do you got? Sometimes I wonder what's wrong with fans. Jared Goff has been to as many Super Bowls as Dan Marino. So <laughs> <laughs> to, for to me, I mean, if you got a quarterback who showed you he can get you there once, he can get you there again. I don't have any doubt about that. I think the kid's got a lot of talent. He is scrutinized, and he he's. I think the fact that he can kind of deal with it and not really let it get to him, to me, would be a major plus if I'm a coach that the kid is you know somewhat surfer unflappable. And I do think this is a, you know, this is a game of teams who haven't really beaten anybody. So the Rams defense, as great as it might be, I think is bolstered by the fact that they've played some pretty crappy offenses minus the Cowboys, but they did hold the Cowboys in check. But they didn't really score a lot on that Cowboys defense while everybody else was lighting up the scoreboard. They struggled to score against the Giants as well. So I'm I think that McVeigh's kind of playing a Making my case for uh, Jared Goff here. <laughs> Thank no, you. I, I think this McKay, I think the coach is doing what's you know he's doing what he's got to do to win the games, not turning the ball over, getting the lead, playing it safe, letting his defense do his, its job just the way it's uh, supposed to be. I'm just slightly leaning the Rams, but I, I just don't think that either team has shown me that they're elite yet. So I'm just going to slightly lean the Rams because the 49ers just looked like crap last week, and I don't know that they can recover that quickly. That's what happens when you play Mahomes now. In the Super Bowl, you just can't can't rebound. No, apparently not. Yeah, uh, I'm going to bet the Rams minus the three. I, I, a divisional game on the road. They are the favorite. Everything says you should not bet the Rams, but I'm gonna anyway because you know I'm going to make enough money in college football to cover this loss. Oh man, yes, yeah, I'll take the Rams minus the three on the road. You and know, I, you hmm? and you're going to make your money in the UFC too. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Those those two Brit bastards really do well. And boxing, man. I, I, I honestly, ever since Rich talked about that boxing match yesterday, I've just been eyeing that up. Oh, uh, it's all, yeah. all anyone's been talking about uh, on, on ESPN too. It seems like they're really pushing that fight mm. and really pushing for Lemonchenko. So uh, I think that's I think it's oh. actually going to be a fun fight. Oh, I don't like it when ESPN pushes one side. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like pu- pushing the star power of his name, not, not pushing him to. Like, I think it's, it, I think this is one of the bigger boxing matches we're going to get, and mm. it's free. You know? Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about golf. I want to talk about McVeigh because McVeigh to me is the most scrutinized coach maybe in the NFL. Remember, he was a genius a few seasons back. Last season, it was like, well, he's not really a genius. He can do one thing really well. Oh, look at you, fuckers. McVay's a genius again, isn't he? He's got this. If the Raiders would ever fire him and get rid of Gruden, I would take McVay in a heartbeat. Listen, Anybody I, should I, take I McVay. I didn't want to take him. There's no, like, I, I would I would have a mutiny here. Like, I, I'm fully sold on this guy. Even last season, when defenses started catching up and, and getting what he was doing, um, I wasn't overly critical of that. I just he was dealing with Gurley on all that uncertainty. Their offensive line that was, was really banged up last year, uh, and and that was that was key. Like without an offensive line, without without the running back could that could make those plays. His offense was just limited to what they could do, and he still did pretty good. They were still a nine win team last year. Right. Like it wasn't like that. They completely tanked. They barely missed the playoffs last year. So I I, I love McVeigh. I think he's great. Yeah, 
I'm just hoping the Cowboys can hire the current Green Bay coach. <laughs> I think he's probably the most underappreciated coach maybe in all of football. <laughs> I'll let that hang there. All right. <laughs> the total in this one is the majority of the books have it at 51 and a half. Pinnacle's already shaded up to 52. So, yeah, there it is. Uh, it's up, for, up from 49 and a half. Uh, I think 49 and a half was the exact line. I have this at 49 and a half 50. So uh, I think that that right now I'm, I'm, I'm shading the under here. I think 50 is the perfect line for this game. Um, yeah, I, I look, I'm bringing a lot of hate on these Niners, but um, the Rams defense, uh, granted, they beat up on the NFC East, but I don't think the 49ers are any better than the NFC East, so they probably beat up on them too. Uh, I don't think the Rams will score enough points to get that over, so I'll lean the under. Yeah, I don't think both teams are going to score a lot of points. I'm, even at 49.5, I was betting the under, so they can keep pushing it up. I'm going to bet the under here. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go the under here as well. There we go. Wow, look at that. All right. Two more games. New York Jets. Miami Dolphins. Dolphins opened up minus eight. They're, they're minus 10 or they're minus nine and a half or they're minus nine. Take your pick. Uh, I mean, the, the Jets just cut their star running back who just never seemed to fit with Adam Gase, never seemed to gel with that offensive uh, scheme that, that Gase was trying to put out there. Gase has now come out saying, oh, maybe I'll give up some offensive play calling. We have a fucking smart idea there. You got veiled shots coming from Williams uh, talking about their defensive woes. Uh, this team gives up, I think, over 32 points per game. And he, he said, well, it isn't all on the defense. Uh, and he's not wrong. Uh, that offense gives up a lot of points. It gives up really bad field position. Uh, it has the defense in that game way too long. Uh, Miami, we just mentioned, is coming off that big win over the 49ers. They almost landed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so I think maybe that is a sign that this is this could be a team on the rise, a team that a, a player would even consider. I, I know that there was money uh, being talked about there, and it's Miami, uh, but still, uh, to, to consider the Dolphins means that they might be a team on the rise. Uh, the Jets brass hasn't fully supported Adam Gase, but they've supported him through the season just enough for them to lose the rest of them and land the number one pick. So. Everything says, man, I should bet Miami here. It's just a tad bit too much for me. I will lean the Dolphins here, but if you tell me this is a two-touchdown game, you know, come come Monday, uh, I would be like, hmm, yeah, I can see it. Hey, Max, it's a two-touchdown game. <laughs> uh, are you still defending Adam Gase? By the way, are you still yeah. are you still going to defend him? I'm still saying he has the man has no talent, but he his uh, the man has no talent. He does have no talent. Yeah. Well, he has no talent. He has no talent. <laughs> Touche. Uh, look, the Miami Dolphins, they're really surprising me. Um, not so much by their wins, because they're beating them up on bad teams. Their two wins are against the Niners and the Jags, and they beat them soundly. But their losses have been competitive. They only lost by 10 to the Patriots, lost by three to the Bills, and lost by eight to the Seahawks. And, and those are some pretty offensive juggernaut-type teams that they're hanging with. This is another bad team, and I, I mean, well, this is beyond bad. I beat up on the 49ers, and the 49ers beat the Jets. So it pretty much tells you everything you need to know. The Jets are awful. They'll probably be the third 0-16 team in the history of the NFL. Uh, Ten points isn't near enough. Um, even though Flacco, get this, 6-0 and versus Miami. 
at least six and one when this one's over. Miami's four and zero against the spread against the Jets since last year. They're about to be five and zero. I'm batting these Dolphins. I think yeah, ten points is a lot. And you're right, the Jets don't have any talent, and neither does Gase, except if you count weird stares. Um, <laughs> but that's good. The getting rid of um, Le'Veon Bell was probably the only player that they had, and, and they didn't even get anything back for him. I mean, how how talentless is that? Uh, I think Miami wins this game. They probably win in a blowout. Again, I'm just worried about some stupid, meaningless backdoor Joe Flacco to somebody you don't know touchdown at the end that just kills you and makes you want to scream. So I'm just going to lean the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm leaning the Dolphins here as well. Uh, the, the numbers say it's going to be a blowout. But again, I'm I'm terrified of the backdoor cover on this one. So I'm just going to lean it. And Greg, shut the hell up. You should be whistling through the graveyard right now. This defense, just shut up. Um, 47 is the total in this one. Down from 47 and a half. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 44. I think I got the Dolphins winning 44 to nothing. Well, there you go. I don't know if the Dolphins score that many, but they're going to score a lot. The Jets only average about 15 points per game. So even if they could get up to 17 or 20, um, we're still under. So, yeah, it's an underplay. I'm right on 47. So I I think that uh, the game will hit 47. Exactly. Push. Betting the push. Betting the push again. I love it because that really fucks up my Excel count, a push, because it doesn't know what to do with it. So I just usually put one loss on Rich's you know, call him to start. Just one more. What the hell? Yeah, right. right. Just throw it on there. You, you know, know what? I'm, I'm going to give him a hook every time. Just make every line a point five so he can't push. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'm going to shade the over here. I'm just going to, it's going to be a blowout and Miami will just stop playing defense and it's just going to miraculously just slightly go. All right. Last game of the day, Denver, New England. Patriots opened up minus nine and a half. They're minus 10 at Pinnacle, minus nine and a half at pretty much everywhere else. If this game gets played, it's still up in the air with yet another Patriots COVID uh, positive test. We should see the return of both Cam Newton and Drew Locke. And it's it's kind of tough to say which team misses their quarterback most here. I'm tempted to say it's New England. Uh, Stidman Hoyer not only couldn't fill in the offensive shoes of what Cam did, but they also just turned the ball over way too much. Uh, you know, the post the postponed game wasted the Broncos' bye week, but it does allow them to get Locke back in there. And I mean, they I guess they need him. Uh, it's a, it's an uphill battle for them to make the playoffs. I technically still have a chance i don't know how much of a chance but if they want to they're going to need him out there um to me i think cam if he's healthy if he's if he's ready to go he should have a big game here i mean sam darnold ran all over the fucking broncos so you can imagine (laughs) what, what, what cam newton could do here i think new england wins this one for sure i think it's too many points for me i i will lean denver i will lean the broncos here um but i mean what the, what happens if like I don't this game can't be postponed again I think I think if 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 the Patriots can't field a team because of COVID tests like we have to start talking forfeit now about forfeits we yep. we just have to at this point in time like the, the schedule is getting mangled as it is you're either going to cut games which you're not going to do or you're going to just have to if teams can't stay healthy they just got to forfeit. Well, New England's Patriots facility is open Saturday morning, so I would think that's a pretty good sign that that this game is going to be on. Um, 
Patriots are two and two, two wins at home by double digits, two losses on the road. Not very good scores. Um, I like the Dolphins. The Dolph- Why am I saying the Dolphins? Patriots. Um, you know, they, they've even with Brady, they had uh, such an incredible record at home. And Denver, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Drew Locke. I think he's going to be a very successful quarterback, but I'm not sure about the rest of his weapons. And now you got, you know, running back issues. Melvin Gordon, they haven't suspended him, but somehow he conveniently came up with an illness, not COVID. So he's going to be uh, tested or whatever this morning. If he shows no symptoms, he'll travel. But I'm kind of banking that he conveniently is still sick. So we'll look for a lot of Philip Lindsay to fill in for Gordon. Uh, he's back from his injury. Uh, but New England's 23-11 and 11 against the spread at home their last five years. And look, Denver's just not really an offensive juggernaut, so I don't think they do enough to keep up here. I think it'll be twenty-four and eleven. I'm going to bet the Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I I think this is going to be a tight game. The Patriots want to run the ball, control the clock. They're not the pass happy team that they used to be before. I, I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of Cam running. I'm curious to see how the COVID on his lungs, if he's. Uh, if they get a big lead, if they maybe pull them and give them a chance to rest later on in the game. And then I, so I expect a lot of running from both teams. I'm just going to slightly, ever so slightly lean Denver. I, I'm not going to lay 10 with New England. A little too many points for me, too. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind New England wins this game. I don't know that they cover the, the, the spread, though. Denver worries me. They seem like a team that's just going to be, you know, look like the worst team in the NFL. Or, the, you know, they'll just surprise you and, and be able to hang with some of the better teams. I think yeah, this is a this is the pendulum team. You're not sure what you're going to get. So I'm going to lean Denver here, but I, I can't bet the side on this one. Uh, 45 looks like maybe no, it's like 44 and a half. I have this. Yeah, I have this under. I've got the, the total at 44, mm. so it's, it's slight under for me. Probably more than slight under if it keeps going up like that. But 44 and a half, I I, I think that's that's pretty much right there. Um. So if, if 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 at forty five, yeah, I would I would lean the under. Okay. Uh, with the numbers they're giving us, uh, twenty seven to seventeen is what you're looking at. Might be a tall ask for the Broncos to get to seventeen. So I, I'm going to lean the under. You know, the uh, Archer's Excel sheet's going to be grateful that it's not forty five because I have them exactly at forty five. It wouldn't know what to do with me. So forty four and a half, ever so slightly leaning the over. You know, nobody knows what to do with you, Rich. That's, that's no, the story that's, of your life. That is absolutely the story of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean the under here, and yeah, it, it's close, but it is an underplay nonetheless. Well, that is it. That was the last game. That was pretty fun. We hit on every single game. We uh, talked about Seattle, even though they didn't play. Fun stuff. <laughs> All right, but Max, that is it. That is it. Hey, support Degeneracy. Buy our t-shirts, buy our hats. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Make sure to download the DGENs app, Android, iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcasts, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsale, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich Final Words. Yeah, this is definitely uh, one of the ways that you can help us is by telling your friends about us too. You know, coming to Absolute Degeneracy, this is a kind of place you can come. You can put all the bullshit of the day up on the shelf. 
and it's not a safe place. It's a it's a get anything kind of ghost place. And, and if we got to tell you what not to put online, then you can probably expect a, a knock on your door from the FBI. So tell your friends about us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, however it is you communicate. Friends don't let friends bet the NFL without absolute degeneracy. Panther, you don't got to go very far today. So take us to where you are. Home. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful yet cold weekend. Uh, we got college football today. Looks like Arch might be getting the best of me in the early games Thursday and Friday. Well, I got him Thursday, but uh, yeah, college football. We got two major baseball games going on. Got the NFL ready for tomorrow. Get your daily daily fantasy plays on the website and on the app. Let's talk about them. I post mine and uh, get feedback there. So uh, let us know what you're going to do, what you did last week, what you're going to do tomorrow when it's all said and done, kids. That's all make some money fools information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owner operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents